Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Amazing Tennis Podcast. We're so happy you're here and thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Um, Jose is here with me. He's a co-host and <laughs> he prepared all the questions. Uh, for today, you can just get an introduction of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, awesome. So uh, we have questions like we usually do this. So we do like some serious questions about Emma, about uh, tennis. What we're trying to do is divide them now, every podcast we do, uh, into sections, right? So we have like a question for someone, the people that coach. We have questions for people that are high performance players and then questions for people that are looking for help in the mental side, kids. So we have different sections for everybody. Uh, and then some questions also about like your personal history and uh, as a tennis player. And then we also mix them with like just, uh, we're going to do trivia today, right? So trivia. And then whoever loses, we're supposed to eat crickets. She did eat crickets, but there was a problem with the audio. So we couldn't, you're not going to be able to see her eat crickets. It was pretty good. But so today we're going to do, um, if whoever loses is going to get, it's just going to be like with the butt facing the court and just smashing the other person going to smash balls at them, trying to hit them with five balls. Right? Five balls and it can be no bounce. Or bounce okay. So directly. Oh so, God, no, it has to be bounce. You see, now it's too late. You okay. already said it. So we're going to be no bounce directly five balls. So we're going to record that as well. Uh, all right, so we're going to get started with the first question, and it's going to be about, so first it's going to be personal history. Uh, and as we know, we've, you've grown up with, you grew up with like some, some players that now are really successful in the playing side, and they play pro level, both men's and women's. Uh, so I was wondering if you could choose one of them that you know well, and what exactly you think they did, or characteristics that they had that were different to everybody else that didn't, wasn't as successful as a player, right? And why do you think they were so successful and are, are doing so good in, in the tour? Um, yeah, like you said, I did grow up with a lot of players that are now on tour and they're playing still or they were successful, but they're not playing anymore. Um, I don't think there is one specific characteristic that like separates, you know, the pros because there's so many factors that go into it. Um, but one example that I can say when I trained in Barcelona in Spain, I was training together with Garbin Muguruza. And at the time, she wasn't that successful in juniors. I was better than her. Like, I would beat her. Um, but their, her coaches and the whole team was focused more on long-term plan. So they were really focused on her being aggressive, stepping in the court, hitting big serves. Even if she was missing more then and losing more, they believed that that's going to work long-term. Whereas I was just worried about winning that one match, right. putting that extra ball in the court. I was just, I was pushing more instead of going for my shots, more thinking more about being aggressive and staying in. So, and this is, this is a good example for all the, I, I say that to my, to the kids that I coach now, the high performance ones, you know, you have to, you don't have to worry about this point right now, this result right now. It's easier said than done, right. right? But you're working on your game and you have long-term goals that you need to be more aggressive, step into the court more, and not worry about the right. point right now. And I think that's really interesting because we were talking about how, like, in golf, uh, I, I know a lot of people are the same, right? They were, like, they're playing on tour now. And then they really were, they were like late bloomers, right? So they weren't too successful when they were kids. And then some kids that won everything and then yeah. they really didn't get anywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's crazy the discipline that you need to commit to something that's not real at the moment, right? Something that's coming in maybe 10 years. It's so hard to like, something that you can't really grab today, right? Today, what you have is if you're a kid, you have the 
tournaments, other leagues and whatever. Well, that's what you want to win, right? Who knows what's going to happen in 10 years? So committing to something that's not even close to the near future is yes. crazy, but then it brings some great results. And I'm guessing it's probably so, so tough for parents as well, right? To, for yes. parents to, to have a coach tell them, like, this is going to help your kid long term. Yes. Even though he's losing a lot of matches now, that's crazy. And yes. I mean, I guess hard work pays off, but it's it's really interesting to see. Yeah. You have to you have to trust the process. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, that's great. Uh, all right, first trivia question. Um, okay. Okay. So how many trivia questions? Are we're gonna there? do. We have to do an odd number, so we're gonna do five. Five trivia questions. All right. So three out of two. Whoever has. Fingers to. crossed. I get this right. Okay. So. Uh, and I'm going to give you options, so it's not that hard, okay? I'm going to give you three options. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So, uh, who is the ninth... No, sorry. Who's the eighth-ranked player, best-ranked oh, player on the world? God. Option one. You should have looked at the rankings. Taylor Fritz. Option two. Felix auger Alessim. Option three. Daniel Medvedev. That's currently? Currently. When did you look at this? this now. Week? This is currently right now. It's either Taylor Fritz or Felix. Uh, <laughs> uh, Taylor Fritz just won the Beach Open. Uh, I don't know. My gut is going with him. With who? Fritz? Fritz. No, it's Medvedev. You know what the best part is that it happened last time? When you say, when the right option you say, so it's definitely not that one. And I'm like, yes, let's go. You always do that. You're like, so it's 100% not that option. Oh, my uh, gosh. Okay. Oh my God. Terrible. Just a terrible start. Okay, perfect. One love. <laughs> 15 love. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. So, yeah. So, uh, Medvedev is a, it's pretty kind of crazy, huh? That's why I asked you, because like, you would never think of it. He was number so one high. for so long. He's well, eight. What's the ranking then? So it's Djokovic. Uh, but I don't know if I want to ask another question. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to save it for the end. No, no more ranking questions. Well, we're going to do a one WTA ranking question. Okay. Okay. Um, so next question. It's uh, We're going to do uh, for coaches, right? So this is more directed for anybody that coaches uh, either any ages, right? But... We're trying to, um, tr the question that I, I had prepared was about clinics. We hold a lot of clinics here. And um, the question was, how do you think, or in your opinion, what makes a successful clinic? Like what, what's the elements that you think there must for the clinic to be really good for improvement, but also fun and obviously enjoyable for everyone, all the level. Okay, so in order to have a good clinic, a successful clinic, a coach needs to be prepared and have a plan. You shouldn't just go there and wing it. Right right? Have a plan on what you're going to do, who is coming to the lessons, how many players you have, because you have different drills for if there's four players, if there's five, if there's six, what games you want to play, what drills you want to do. I would separate first half of the practice in drills, second half in um, games and points. You have to communicate with people what you want to do. Some people, are they don't care, right? Oh, whatever, I'm happy with anything. I just want to come here, play tennis and socialize. But some people care. So if then you focus on those people that care and you're like, okay, well, they really want to work on this. So I'm going to try to do some drills that are right. tailored yeah. towards that. And then uh, I would not focus too much on fixing everyone's technique, right? But you can definitely 
pick, let's say today you want to work on forehand topspin, right? You can then explain to everybody what forehand topspin is, do one demonstration, one drill for it, and then remind people throughout the drills, okay, what what we did, what we talked about the topspin. Um, and those are some of the key factors that I would consider for a good client. Yeah. And another thing that I, I think it's like you're really, um, like you really um, push us to, to keep that on clinics and why we uh, have such good environments is the energy that we put into it, uh, including like music and really uh, having people have fun, right? Yeah. Like they're here to play tennis as well, but it's a clinic. It's a group. It's supposed to be fun. So yeah. having fun, like uh, hype up music that uh, gets the energy going and nobody's just standing around just like lazy exactly. and it gets really fun like people are dancing around when they're in line yes. and it's, it's a really fun environment so i yeah. think that's really important all right so next trivia question emma who's your chance for a bounce back uh what is sebastian okay. oh um what racket does no yeah this is better what racket does asarenka use okay option a head radical Option B, Wilson Blade. Option three, Wilson Ultra. What Wilson the hell? Ultra. Yes. How do you know? Because um, I know I know how and I know actually how Blade looks like, but I I knew I, I know which I I know which racket she plays with, but and I was like ninety five percent sure it was Ultra. But then I know it's like the blue one, like the, this color. So I just wanted to make sure it's ultra. Okay, so one zero, one one. Oh yeah, one one. Um, okay. But you want to know yeah. that racket? Um, is as a Rinka's racket. Oh, so unlucky. <laughs> so lucky. So un- because Gussie broke it, and Gussie's sister dates as a Rinka's ex-boyfriend, and he has m- many of her rackets. That's so. Okay. That was yeah. so good. I was like, when you said it, I was like, yes, deep inside. I was like, yes, let's go. Okay. Uh, all right. Next question. Mental side. So everybody for any level, from beginner to really advanced players, they have matches in which you don't feel the ball, right? You're just, uh, there's days that you feel great and you hit every shot. And there's days that you really feel really like you're struggling in the court and you start feeling really tight, right? especially with people that like kind of are pushers or they hit a lot of spin or matches that you really care about, you start getting really tight and it's so hard to get out of that zone. Uh, so what do you think is like, or something that worked for you on those matches that you feel really tight and, and you don't feel uh, confident? So is this only in matches or in, or in practices matches, as well? Matches, Just matches. matches yeah. um, there are a few things that help me. I, I hold this, um, I used to, not anymore. I used to have this little notebook with little reminders, like, I had many things written there, but on the first page I had top 10 things that would help me get my mind off like whatever is going on, right? Of like, uh, let's say, um, number one thing, move your feet, right? right? Like it's as simple as that. Just so I get out of my head of, okay, today is not my day. I cannot put the ball in the court because it happens. Number two is like, um, st- um, push your hip out on the, on the, on the serve, jump on the serve. Because when I, when my serve is not going, when I don't have a good day, then I start pushing more and I start thinking about don't make a double fault instead of thinking of what, like I have to do that little thing, little tip and hitting the ball, not pushing it. Um, I don't know your first return, 
hit deep through the middle, uh, stuff like that. Right. I can't remember, yeah, yeah. but I have that notebook somewhere. I should probably bring it out. Um, so these are the things that right. would work for me personally. Yeah, no, that's great. So just like having some, like almost your thoughts written down, yes. the, the positive ones, right? So when the bad ones come, you, you can, you, you have not, that too. It's not the thoughts. I would not say it's the thoughts. I would say it's like the facts. It's something that okay. I have to do. Something is straightforward. Okay. Straightforward that right. I have to do. So instead of focusing on those negative thoughts, I'm focusing on what I need to do. Right. Another thing that, I mean, I, I relate a lot of things to golf because I mean, there's, they're both really mental sports. Uh, something like routines, like physical routines, right? Uh, something that you go back to every time you you feel like you're nervous or whatever. So it's it, like you do it. You do the same routine on a, before a golf shot, like pre-shot routines. You take two practice swings, two waggles of the club, and then you step it. Right. Mm -hmm. No matter if you're playing the best golf of your life or the worst golf of your life. Mm -hmm. So that almost keeps it, like, gives it that consistency factor, mm -hmm. in which maybe your golf is not going to be the same every every time. But you're the way you're. The things that you can control, which are the actual routine, and what you just keep it the same every single time, right? Okay. I feel like really good athletes do that really well. Okay, I really like that. That's yeah. a very good point. Thank you, Emma. So, next question: What is we're gonna do? Uh, next trivia question. Next trivia question. Sorry, um, ranking question, but it's gonna be on the woman's side now. Who is the eighth ranked player in the world? Kasatkina, Rybakina, or Bencic? It's either Kasatkina or, or Bencic. Kasatkina or Bencic? Mm, I'll go with Kasatkina. <laughs> yes, I guess right. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, two, one. two to one. Yeah. So if I win the next one, I win. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question is uh, performance for, for uh, high performance players. We're gonna try to keep it like younger ages, right? So like twelve to eighteen years old. Um, how? What would you recommend? It's a big gap. I know, but just like younger players, right? Younger high performance players. Um, in terms of training organization. How would you recommend or some tips that you would give to organize their training in general, like uh, to include the fitness side and everything, but some tips that you would give them to do, get the best out of their training, not just work really hard, but also work smart. So I would have, I would lay out a plan for the entire year, right? For ideally without injuries and everything of how many tournaments I would sit down with the coach. Okay. How many tournaments I want to play this year, which tournaments, because it all depends on that, how you're going to train. Because you cannot train the week before the tournament and the week after the tournament the same way, right? Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of adjustments as you go, right? Um, but if you, let's say, you have a week before the tournament, first, let, let's say the tournament is on Saturday, right? On Monday, you, you might push it a little harder, work more on your fitness, weights, whatever. So even if you get sore the next two, three days, the soreness is going to go away by Saturday because right. you don't want to do any weights Friday, Thursday. Um, and I would really like get tired that day uh, and do a lot. Like let's say in the morning, I would do um, uh, three hours of tennis. In the afternoon, I would uh, do weights or fitness training in the gym and then hour and a half more of tennis. Then 
you know, and I would like ease off. So by the time Friday comes, I'm working more on just live ball. So like beginning of the week, it's more drills, working on some things. By the end of the week, it's more a live ball and point play strategy, right? Less gym and then still footwork. Footwork is very important. Not running too much, but footwork on on the court. Okay. So that's that that's an example of a, right. something a week before. Awesome. Okay. Um, all right. Fourth question. So if you answer this one, you win. I'm gonna do it. It's my day. I'm like. I'm, I'm gonna make it a little tougher because you're you're doing good. Um, you can change questions. What I already had it prepared. But how do you make it tougher then? Because they're getting harder. Like every question is a little bit harder. Okay. Um, what is the prize money total? <laughs> so wait, prize money for the entire Miami Open, not the, not what the winner wins. The whole prize money for all the players. For men and women? No, there's there's a prize bag for men and women. This is for only men. So ATP. All right. Option A. Six and a half million. Option B. 11 and a half million or nine and a half million? Six and a half. Nine and a half. I knew I should pick the middle <laughs> one. I knew it. <laughs> two, two. Should we just do it? Yeah, we're going to do the, the fifth one now. What? Uh, brand sponsors uh, Sebastian Scorda's clothing. No. Yes, super easy. Super How easy. is this easy? Okay. New Balance, Adidas, or Nike? Those are the options. Clothing? Yeah. Everything he wears except like the racket of his boot stuff. I literally have no idea. Guess him up. Oh, God. Does New Balance have clothing? Of course. It's not a word for an option. It's like, I want to go with that one, but I did this is up for sure. What? I did oh. this is up for sure. I look now it is. It's either New Balance or Nike. Okay. New Balance. No, it used to be Adidas and then he switched like six months ago, I think, to Nike. Wait, okay, so Emma lost. Um, yeah, you guys are going to see the punishment in a bit. Um, one thing that this wasn't planned, uh, we, we finished the questions, but there was, we were, Emma asked, asked me a question, I think two podcasts ago, episodes ago, when we were with Paula, uh, what sport was harder, right? Tennis or golf, yes. and this has get, gone so out of hand, like yes. so crazy. Because I everybody to... is saying that tennis is more harder. Like I said, more harder, one. harder. Uh, <laughs> so her, her English is also something that we have. Yeah, to work and your on. English is perfect. It is. Uh, so this is like crazy. The amount of like people that are still like it, they're still commenting now, right? And you posted that real, it was a reel that you posted, maybe more than a month ago, and it just keeps getting like comments, and I'm getting like hate about it. <laughs> Like because... people hate, they're calling me like fat ass because I, because I play golf. It's crazy. It's getting out of hand. Uh, so I feel like it, it's something that we have to address and I have to explain myself better and you have to explain myself better because we're going to get to the bottom you of this. You just said you have to explain myself better. I have to explain myself better. And 
you have to explain yourself better yeah as well. but you said you have to explain myself okay, okay now um so we're gonna clarify this until we get the bottom of this and this discussion is gonna keep going on until we decide what the hardest part this is first thing and we're gonna we're gonna go back and forth first thing you have a super biased audience and everybody can agree like it's a tennis it's a tennis podcast it's a tennis page everybody that most people that play that follow her play tennis there's some we've gotten some people that play both sports most of them that yes. play both they said golf just saying no yes yes they have that's okay, then we'll go in the comments and we'll anyway, go. Okay, go. whatever. So that's that's first thing. It's a little biased. Um, I'm a person that has played both. Uh, I played college golf. Now I'm playing. I'm teaching and, and playing a lot of tennis. Um, but you never played professionally tennis. I know, but still, I'm like golf. But I, between, I think the audience that we have between you and me, I'm the one that has played the most on, on both sports by far. You have no idea how to play Can golf. You? It's because you you're oh, talking. Okay. You're saying things too okay so um just talk loud so you're not that so we don't like your okay. lower uh, so um my, my okay this is my take on it i understand the physical aspect of it and i think that's one thing that i don't have that like my opinion can be a little iffy because i've never had that problem of like physical i'm incredibly in shape as you can see i'm a supreme athlete oh my so God, i've never stop. struggled with i've never struggled with like physical stuff so it wasn't a problem switching from golf to tennis i was in shape but i do understand how tennis is a lot harder for like in general as a physical sport, 100%. Now, anything that's in terms of like the, the actual sport, the technique of hitting the ball, like it literally doesn't even get close. Like, come at me. I don't care how much hate I get. This is true. So fight me if you want to. I don't care. <laughs> Golf is so much harder than tennis. Like, you have no idea what you're talking about. If you say that tennis is harder, like, like technically, golf is 20. Like, if you take one person to a tennis court for the first time in their lives and one person to a, a golf range, the, they will take them maybe 10 times as long for them to hit a golf ball up in the air than they will to take hit a ball in the net. Okay. okay. Can I also talk a little bit, not just you, because I know you're very... Bring it on. If I... If you bring a person here in the tennis court, right? And you throw the ball over the net, you hit it over the net to them, it's so much harder, you know, to see the ball, where the ball bounces and how to hit it than if I'm just standing above the ball and just swinging and hitting it you don't you won't hit it though you understand that's why you don't understand you think yes i will you won't Amaya, because you haven't played enough you have you haven't actually played actual golf you have no idea like i've, I've seen it because i go to golf ranges like so often people take even the most athletic people that i know they take so long to hit it's so hard because you're I, hitting I it off hit it. i hit it but it doesn't go well but you what do you what do you play for the first time like top golf like, no, I went here on the driving range in Achille Park. But still, it's a, it's a, it's a range. Right now, you can go on a tennis court, and somebody in a couple of months, they can start hitting the ball back and forth and play some yeah. golf. It will take you so long for you to be able to go out on a golf course and play a hole. Like right. there's water, there's bunker, because right. a hole is at least like a, a regular hole goes between 200 and 450, 500 yards. People can be, like people that start playing golf, they can barely hit it 20 yards. You know how long it's gonna take for them to get a ball in that three-inch hole that is 500 yards away. Like, but you know also how long it's going to take somebody to go and play a tournament if well, they, they just start? Play, they how? Play. They like, can't. Yeah. They can't put in the serve. They can't run to the ball. They can't get in the you, position. You're saying? you're saying a tournament. I'm saying just even going out and like playing around the golf and finishing a hole. Okay, okay. I'm not saying a tournament. Playing a match. Putting the serve in. I'm doing saying, everything. Well, this is the point. I think this is the issue. People are misunderstanding that I'm saying like, oh, tennis is so easy. It's not though. It's not at all. I'm not saying that at all. 
but golf is literally one of the hard, hardest sports in the world. I'm not saying physically. I understand that it's not very hard physically, uh, but it's technically it's by far one of the hardest sports in the world, like easily. And tennis is too. And tennis is harder. So you see, this like you can't argue. You see, because there's no reasoning because, behind it. Because you're saying, how is there no reasoning, no reasoning behind, behind it? And you said last time, you said about the surfaces that, you know, you have to play on grass. Grass, you have to play. Wait, 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 wait. Tell me that. Four, four, four surfaces. Four surfaces. Golf, every single golf course, every single hole in the entire planet is completely different. Every single hole has different distances, different uh, challenges, different lakes, different bunkers. You have 14 different clubs. You have a thousand million different shots you can hit. In tennis, there's only it's forehand back. I know there's a variety of shots. Every shot is different. Every ball. I don't. Every argument that you guys have posted on the comments with a lot of violence, which has been crazy. Like chill out. That's the first point. Everybody chill out. Um, everything that's like I understand the arguments, and I, I accept them. But it's like it's just golf is harder. It's just harder. Like there's just more. There's one racket here. Golf. You have 14 clubs and you need to learn how to hit. There's every single shot. You're a different distance from the ball. I understand, and I'm not saying golf is, tennis is not hard. I love tennis, and I played more than golf right now. But it's just like you're out of your mind if you think that tennis is harder. I don't care. Like I get it. Come fight me I'm if you need to. Saying you're out of your mind. It because, is true. It's true. Because because it's just an opinion. It's your opinion. It's their opinion. It's my opinion. Just, so you yeah, can't yeah. say to somebody you're out of your mind for saying that okay. tennis is harder. They don't just agree with your opinion okay. and it doesn't mean that somebody is here right or wrong. Okay. Nobody is right or wrong here. It's just our own opinions. Okay. Period. I accept that it's an opinion. You just, got, you just guys happen to have the wrong opinion. It's just the wrong side of things. But I understand I respect opinions. It's just the wrong one. But it's fine. Yours is the wrong one. End of the story. Anybody that plays golf, actually, they know that I'm right. Um, but I don't care. I really don't care. Keep it coming. Keep coming. Keep the hate coming. I don't care. Golf is harder. Got to go got out on a golf course and play. You're going to get pretty frustrated. So. Okay. Well, um, we're going to go now on the court because I lost and I have to get hit by the balls. And hopefully he's going to miss all of them because tennis is a really hard sport. And then his aim is awful. And then... Um, we will see you in the net next podcast. Um, uh, we're going to keep it once a week from now on, and I'm going to have new guests. Uh, we had issues with my Instagram being hacked and with uh, one of my podcast editors quitting. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Um, and, uh, yeah, so finally getting things back in order, and hopefully everything's going to be great. Um, but thank you so much for supporting and sharing. And uh, make sure to follow everywhere, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Tennis with Emma. And we'll see you next time. See you guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok at Tennis with Emma. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.